0: I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast Psychologist.
1: And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast Psychologist.
0: And this is When East
1: Meets West. Pete, so we finally decided to devote an episode to one of our favorite topics, the rules dilemma here, right?
0: One of your favorite topics.
1: Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, can I say our, I feel like you talk about rules too. We both talk about rules a lot on this podcast. We talk
0: about them, but if, if we were to say who's the bigger rule follower.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge rule follower. That's true.
0: <laughs> that is a hundred percent true, but, but I wouldn't
1: say, but, but I wouldn't say I, I deeply love them. I more feel, um, terrorized by that, <laughs> which is, which is where this dilemma comes That's, in and why I want
0: to talk about it. <laughs> and many of our clients do. And I joke, but also I'm a rule follower. So I think a lot of us at a certain point, we have a moral compass. Many of us have rules that guide sure. our decisions and our behaviors.
1: Except I will say <laughs> I, to this day, think about this. And I'm sure people <laughs> will laugh when I say this because, uh, of course, I, of course, I'd never heard this before. Pete was the first person to ever share this saying with me, but you know, the, the saying of, I'd rather ask for uh, forgiveness than permission. Yeah. <laughs> I he said that to me once mm-hmm. and I was like, wow. What a- <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I was like, yeah. Cause I asked for permission. That's definitely uh that's well, my, that's my jam.
0: That might just be because I, I work in several bureaucratic systems. And so uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, large, large ones.
1: Right. Uh, right. You right. Know,
0: and so that's why actually recently I was like, you know, I just want to, I don't want to even have a landlord anymore. It's really hard to work with other people. <laughs> sometimes.
1: <laughs> it is, well, you know, it's funny you're saying this and of course we'll, we'll get into some science here in a moment, but I had this realization the other day where I thought, cause I worked for myself obviously for many yeah. years and, and, and I always sort of, and I love it. And I always thought it's so funny. I didn't, I've never thought of myself as having like a problem with authority, but apparently I don't like authority. <laughs> I just want to, I want to do whatever I want, but it, but that never quite resonated with me when I was sort of, and then another day I, I was having a conversation with somebody about it. Yeah. And I said, it like clicked for me that I realized it's not that I have a problem with authority. It's that I so want to follow the rules that when I work for somebody else, it's yeah. so stressful to me. And when I, and so when it's just yeah. for me, I feel such a freedom yeah. that that's what it is. It's not that I'm like, screw authority. It's more like, oh, I want no. to listen to authority. So no, I anyone you know? that
0: knows Nikki knows that you've never said screw authority. I've never, I've never, said. <laughs> never. Yeah, never. that may be the first time those words came out of your mouth.
1: <laughs> I usually use a different word than screw, yeah. but I'm not going to say it on the, yeah, but, but, but we
0: have to make sure we we don't have to click explicit. Yeah. We, on we our, don't want to
1: click explicit on our uh, podcast episodes. So, yeah. so anyway, so the reason, um, <laughs> the reason we're, we're talking about the rules dilemma is that, you know, even, even if you're a person listening that says, yeah, well, I am like, you know, like F authority, or I don't care about rules or whatever. The, the truth of the matter is, is that human brains are, Really into rules, yeah. and it has to do with surprise, shocker, language, right? It has to do with <laughs> language. So, so we are constantly, constantly, constantly creating rules for ourselves. So, you know, we've started this discussion talking about sort of like the maybe the rules groups of humans create in a society, right? Or in a, like Pete's saying in a bureaucratic system, but we create rules for ourselves too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so. Why do we have this tendency? Well, let's like go back to like my favorite example. Uh, Pete and I talk about this a lot of like, think about um, if somebody, when you were a kid said, don't told you, don't touch the stove, it's hot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't, don't do it. So the thing that's helpful about language is that that rule using language helps us to not have to directly experience the pain of getting burned to learn not to touch the hot stove. That's that right. That's, that's an advantage. So we're like, mm-hmm. cool. Thanks evolution. That really helps us out. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Cool. The thing is, if, if any of you have ever accidentally touched a hot stove, guess what? You <laughs> really don't ever do it again. Right. right? Mm-hmm. The, what we call in behaviorism, direct contingency learning. So like you direct, so language is an indirect contingency. You're not actually experiencing something. Mm -hmm. Directly experiencing something helps you learn it more deeply. And this makes sense because again, our animal uh, friends, um, they don't have language yet. They learn stuff all the time, right? They learn through experience. Mm -hmm. But humans were like, hey, we've got language. Let's just make a bunch of rules. And that's going to keep us safe. Like maybe never share my emotions with my partner. <laughs> yep. That'll that'll keep me safe just like don't touch the hot stove. That's right. Right? So, yes. I'm going to pause for a second before we get deeper into rules, but uh yeah, Pete, what like is this something that you talk about a lot clinically or like what do you, you know, what do you want to add here?
0: Yeah, all the time I and mean, I I certainly framed within like the rigidity, you know, it's a, and and I I think it, it's always tough because uh especially if you think about multiculturalism, which we've uh-huh. done several episodes on, that yep. sometimes yep. rules are really based in culture. And yes. so while it might feel like it's really um, disaligned or unaligned with this person in this moment, there's some like real deep sort of rooted belief system there. Yep. So I-, I love that work is just helping people understand sort of the root of some of these rules. Yes. You know, these rule governed behaviors, as we often talk about within, you know, um, third wave CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to give you the, did you know that the APA has like a psychology dictionary? I did not. Well, now you do. You're
1: welcome. Okay, well, I hope I like them a little better than You do, because I've,
0: I've given you one or two. Oh, and then I'm before. like, oh, yes. Yeah, you've <laughs> yeah. actually liked these better. So okay. uh, rule, a guideline or standard that is used to guide responses or behavior or that communicates situational norms.
1: Correct, right. right. So that's <laughs> right. Yes, okay. Um, i all for you in this situation, uh, AP, APA. Yeah, well, and so that to that point what you're saying about culture, right, so really we could... Um, expand this just it's con to context right like Correct. humans create so humans we create rules right we create rules we create i'm gonna put in quotes uh, if you're watching our YouTube an- uh, channel you can see me doing my air quotes norms in right. quotes right standards in quotes um and you know some of those are helpful and some are not right, right. like don't touch the hot don't touch the stove it's hot right helpful. but the pro, helpful right um don't share your emotions with your partner unhelpful or, unhelpful right <laughs> <laughs> right um you know disregard this other group of human beings because of what they believe or how they look right. unhelpful right? right um so it's really just like helpful for people to understand though that this is um the rules are constructs that our brain creates so what right? I hear
0: you saying, Nikki, is that do rules? So would you say rules create dialectics? Do they force people sometimes into dialectics?
1: Oh, I would not say that. Oh, I would not. I would say rules uh, are do quite the. They they force people down the opposite path, right?
0: Oh, well, that's what I'm, okay. So I'm saying the same thing I just said at the wrong. Oh, you
1: point. are okay. <laughs> okay, so what? Do you, what? So so what? Well, because so so rules kind of for- opposite. Opposite well, dialectics.
0: I know. Yeah. So I was thinking of the, Oh, so rules are like the antithesis and the thesis. Okay. Sure. Yes. Okay.
1: okay sure. We can say it that way. Totally.
0: <laughs> so so like right or wrong It's kind of your, it's almost like people are forced into that.
1: Yeah. But, but so I, I guess I would say it more that it, I wouldn't say, cause I wouldn't say they're forced into a dialectic. Cause I think the diet they're, they're forced into the rule. They're forced into doing what the rule is saying right? So rules again. So so let's, I, I mean, I think it might be helpful to like focus on like a clinical example, right? So like, yes. let's let's say that somebody comes in with a rule. I've obviously used one example already, but comes in with a rule that they have.
0: Um, can can that, I? Can, yeah, what's your Joe, example? What, well, what's your example you're going to do?
1: Oh, I was well, actually, I didn't have one. I was uh, thinking oh. on the fly. <laughs> it was, it was percolating as you were talking. Well, go, right. You have one, you have
0: one. I, I don't know. I, I have one, but I don't know if it's a good one. Cause I feel like there are so many rules. And so let's maybe we'll yeah. let's like come up like three. So like what, maybe a rule would be like, um, I can only have sex with one person if I'm married. Is that a okay. rule or is that a more no. like, no, that's, that's a, rule.
1: a rule. That's a rule. No. So rules are just the, exactly what you said. They're, okay. um, they're saying this is the way it is. And let's be clear to everybody listening. It doesn't mean you shouldn't follow or have rules. We're not right. saying that we're saying rules, rules can serve a function they can be helpful right. what where we get stuck is then we believe whatever our whatever rules our minds have created or society's created or your family or whatever it is that those have to be followed that's right and that's where the problem lies that's what gets in the way so of okay psychological so psychological flexibility so i can only have
0: sex with one person in a relationship i can't eat oreos when it's i'm sex. stressed
1: Right. or it could just be, or I can't eat, or I can't eat Oreos. Right. Period. Like food, I can't eat Oreos yeah. or when I'm stressed. Right. Right.
0: Um, I, 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 I should,
1: I should get straight A's.
0: Got it. Okay. Right? So There's three. So, okay. There's three.
1: And we could go on and on and on with, with oh, rules. Right. Countless. So, so countless. Right. I, I, um, and I, maybe this is important to say too, these are, I'm um, sort of like, uh, um, little clues that something is a rule. Right. So if we go real cognitive, uh, second yeah. wave CBT here, um, we would say they're like assumptions or mm-hmm. um or, or rules like shoulds have tos musts right. need tos I like supposed tos which I call fancy shoulds so you know <laughs> like <'cause> sometimes <laughs> you know people get why like, patients get wise to it and they'll be like oh yeah I know I'm not supposed to say a should I'm supposed, supposed to, to I'm supposed yeah. to get straight A's I'm like yeah, yeah that's just a fancy same should. yeah same same function
0: same probably function. on this probably on synonyms.
1: Right. 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 Um, But like other, you know, assumptions might be if some like, here's a, here's a rule um, or an assumption slash slash assumptions, like, Mm -hmm. like femininity, femininity is, is weakness.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when boys don't cry.
1: Boys don't cry. Exactly.
0: Okay. So,
1: you know, as we are saying these things, I want listeners to think about how does that then impact what we do?
0: Correct. The behavior,
1: the behavior. So that's why in, 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 act we talk about what are called rule governed behaviors meaning behaviors right. that are governed by the rules our minds have created right so boys or, don't cry
0: that was your dissertation
1: basically ish. yes ish yes um, okay. and so and, and that so would break be that down who, well so we would say so that's one that okay so that's a cultural rule that exists in you know I would, I would say in many, many cultures, right. I wouldn't even say most, if not most, if not all right. Um, that, you know, men are not allowed to experience, um, sadness sadness and also like anxiety. That's another one. Like I work with a lot of men that struggle with anxiety and a lot of shame about that.
0: I've never had anxiety,
1: right? No, never. No, (laughs) me neither. No. Um, Right. And so what's that going to do? So it's like, so think about somebody. So if there's, you know, if you, um, if if you're a man and you, again, let's say a, a really meaningful relationship ended, or you just lost a loved one, and you feel immense grief and sadness, and you start to feel tears, but your brain's like, "No, boys don't yeah. cry." What are you gonna do? You're gonna. I mean, is that, I mean, have you experienced that Pete, where you're like, last it? week. Last week, were you like shut it? When you say shut, shut it, down? it. Shut it I did, down?
0: Yeah, I didn't shut it uh, because I let it come. But, you know, this is, I, it's really validating to hear because it's a lot. So I love that you went to this like really deep uh, example of like losing mm-hmm. somebody. I'm also just thinking like coach yeah. yelled at me. I lost the game. Right, uh, that too. You know, my yes. girlfriend cheated on me. You know, something that's like less sort of, um, you know, serious, if you will. Right,
1: sure, sure. But
0: then they push the emotions away. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Right, and so then, and then there becomes this, problem where a a person is now not allowing themselves to experience the fullness of being a human. That's right. right? So like when, in this particular example, like when I share, when I'm working with, um, patients, I'll say, look, you and I both have human brains. The difference is you're told a story. You're not allowed to have emotions like sadness. And I'm told a story that I am right. Right. And so that's going to impact what we do in different ways. Right. Yeah. So, So so we talked about, you know, so this episode, we're calling it the rules dilemma, right? So like, it's a dilemma because our brain, like, you know, I guess I'll pose this question to you, Pete. So no, I well. was going
0: to pose it to you. <laughs> I, was, I was literally just thinking
1: it. All right, fine. What Pose it. Go for it. But,
0: so yeah. go. I mean, what's the dilemma with rules?
1: What's the dilemma? Well, the dilemma is, is that, you know, rules in the short term oftentimes keep us safe. Yeah. Right. That's why it evolved. Don't touch the stove; it's hot. Look both ways before you cross the street. Right? right? Don't go out into that field. Saber-toothed tigers are wandering out there. Right? Right?
0: Don't cry because if you live on the street and someone sees you cry, you're then seen as weak.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right? And so we can't judge our brains for trying to again, as we always say, to protect us. Right? Yeah. Like, like you know, most functions that don't work that well overall have some utility. At, like at some point along the spectrum, right? Yes. Like at some point, they're trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. We just want to be able to recognize that, like, when are these rules not working anymore? Like, when mm-hmm. is it not working? Like, don't, you know, look both ways before you cross the street. For most, the most part is going to be workable, like in almost all contexts. But even that, mm-hmm. I'll say to somebody, I'm like, what if you're in the middle of nowhere? We're on, on I, let's say you're on an island where there's no cars. There's like, you know, there, I've been to an Mm -hmm. Island where there's no cars. Right. And there's literally no, no people, no humans. I'm not saying don't look both ways, but I don't know. Is that rule really that helpful in that moment? (laughs) Probably not. Right.
0: That's a great, that's a, I like that one.
1: Well, because the idea is is that, you know, again, like in this concept of like trying to move towards psychological flexibility, it's like getting curious about what behavior is actually workable and can we can we get kind of wise to this tendency of our brains to say, no, follow what I'm saying. Right. It's like, okay. Like I hear what you're saying, but is that behavior like is not crying, is not eating the Oreo, you know, is get are like are getting straight A's. Like, is that actually working for me?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what do you do with that? So clinically you help people? Cause I know I go in and I just help understand how they align with values, really understand some of the roots of it. You know, I think Mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy, sometimes we're judged for not going down to some of the roots of issues or whatnot, which is not not true. (laughs) Just, yeah. <laughs> Punchline, uh, not true, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, like, here would be a place where we would really go down. Like, we would really want to break down, understand these, the rules, like, you know, break them down. What are the assumptions that are, you know, underlying these rules? And then the certain behaviors and consequences that are, you know, created from these.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, exactly what I would do. And I think, I think I do, I spend quite a bit of time, though, really helping people, um well, one, understand, like, why we even have rules, right? Like, and then also, you know, I guess it's important to say also helping them understand that, like, you, you don't have to do what the rule says. Like right. sometimes, you know, Pete and I are, obviously these are like little 20 minute on average bite size <laughs> podcast episodes. This can, you know, we can believe rules really deeply. You know what oh I mean? Like, goodness, I so. mean, like the vulnerability thing, like that's one, like, I, I don't know a human that doesn't have some rule around, like, don't be vulnerable. Right. Right. Like, they're, right. like we all are afraid of that. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's like constantly the work that I do. And that's why I was referencing your dissertation a bit because you did a uh, just for listeners. It was about depression with men Mm -hmm. in a very general sense. Yeah. So it's because I work predominantly with men. I see it all the time where we're so afraid. And I'll just share because I know we're almost getting out of time. But what I what I referenced last week was just, you know, having to attend a a funeral um, and where I really uh, I I felt very off for a few days after I learned Mm -hmm. of this loss. Uh, and then I attended the funeral, um, which was really, really healing for me. And the moment that I felt the tears coming, I felt like I wanted to run out. Yeah. You know, I felt like how uncomfortable it was. And then when I allowed them to be there, you know, a couple moments later, it was just really such a beautiful experience and one that I was really thankful to have.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that Pete, because, and I know how, um, how difficult that was for you. Um, I think what's helpful about hearing that is to say that like, look, Pete's brain has a really overlearned rule that's been culturally reinforced throughout his life. Right. You know, boys don't cry, especially in public. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't. So it's like, especially in public, especially in public,
0: especially when, so, so I'll I'll just put myself out there. Like Nikki and I are psychologists. And so we're, I feel that we're sort of expected to either have the answers or to be able to my favorite word, control our Mm, emotions. And yet it's just human.
1: It's just human. And so, you know, by choosing in that moment, like he said, he's noticed, you know, you were noticing to to engage in the rule government behavior, which is like run away from this. Don't show Mm -hmm. this. Don't feel this. Pete chose to instead allow, right. He allowed, he allowed himself to contact that. And so this comes back to experiential learning that when we, Actually, allow ourselves uh, the opportunity um, to do the opposite of what an unhelpful rule is telling us to do. Our brains actually learn more deeply that these other behaviors are uh, more more effective, more mm-hmm. more more workable for us. Um, but it requires a willingness to to take a leap and try something that is going to feel really unpleasant. So. Yeah thank you so much for sharing that example, Pete. I, I, you know, thank you for your,
0: thank you for your wisdom.
1: Oh, well, uh, right back at you here. Um, so, you know, listeners, uh, just consider the rules dilemma, right? Get curious about what are the rules your mind, uh, has created for for you individually. Maybe get curious about the rules, um, you experience in your family and your friend group and your culture and your country, any of the contexts that you move within and just know that, um, you know, not all rules are, are are designed equally. Not all of them are helpful. And can you choose to move away from ones that don't work for you? This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin.
0: And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin.
1: Content is for informational and educational purposes only.